Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. Thanks for tuning in. We've got an old buddy of mine on the line tonight, one of the uh, greatest acoustic guitar players to ever come out of Minnesota, and that's saying quite a bit because this is a hotbed of acoustic guitar players. Billy McLaughlin has been playing since the uh, early 1980s, performing professionally since about the mid-1980s. He's got uh, several records out. Uh, He performs in a variety of uh, concepts and contexts. Uh, The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette said, Billy is two of the best acoustic guitarists you've never heard of. And the Chicago Sun-Times said, it's amazing that such an exquisite and extensive sound comes from only one instrument. He's also got an interesting story about how he had to uh, switch from playing right-handed guitar to left-handed guitar. And he's got a new song coming out uh, in in these COVID times called Safe Within the Storm. Good to get caught up with my old friend, Billy McLaughlin. Billy, how are you? Hi, Paul. I'm, you know, I'm good. Like, like all of the musicians that we know, we're all pretty frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's tough to not be able to share your music publicly. But, you know, it's been a little push for me to get creative. Mm-hmm. You know what, what I mean by that, right? Sure. Like if, you, if you can't play your gigs, maybe it's time to get in the studio and create something new or look at a, a piece of music that maybe you've been kind of holding on to for a while and you want to put some new life into it. Um, so I've been... You know, I've been trying to challenge myself. And that's know, kind of, uh, and so the song that we're going to listen to at the end of this set on the Wall Power Radio are uh, Safe Within the, Within the Storm is something you had written or recorded years ago, correct? I, I had written it years ago um, kind of in reference to, to, to losing people unexpectedly from your life, whether mm-hmm. it was through death or through like a relationship that kind of, you know, ended. And when all of these incredibly brave healthcare people didn't even have any masks or any protective gear, I was like, oh, this song safe within the storm. It, it like the words to it seemed like they took a new meaning. Mm-hmm. Paul, you've, you've written a ton of tunes and you know how you write something and then like the world changes, but that tune that you wrote takes on kind of something special now. Yes. I just, uh, as a matter of fact, I debuted it last week. I wrote a song called Slow Justice in 1984 for the P9 strike in Austin, Minnesota, and uh, addressed a lot of the issues at the time, which unfortunately are still with us today, racial inequality, uh, yeah. uh, gender inequality, and, and the like. And so what I did was I, I, I wrote a new verse, and it's like the song is new again. So that's yeah. coming out just next week. So I know exactly well, cool. what you're talking about. I remember that tune. I, I, I've heard that tune. Yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's something about music that you can, you, you can create it in the moment. 
but maybe the moment comes later mm-hmm. or something. Right, that's a good know. way of putting it. I remember, yep. uh, I'm sure you're aware of Steve Tibbetts, uh, one of the other great guitarists from the Twin Cities. And uh, Steve Huge fan. Oh, yeah, me too. And uh, great guy, brilliant, brilliant man. And he used to work over at the Wax Museum on the West Bank uh, in the early and mid-80s. When I started to record, I would bring my demos to Steve, because he was also a great produced all his own stuff, to get his his feedback. And I remember once I asked him about whatever song it was or whatever uh, effect I was using, I said, do you think this is timely? And he said, and this stuck with me forever, he goes, he goes, Metza, don't worry about if it's timely. Worry about if it's timeless. Oh, yeah. I love that. Paul. You know, I so much enjoy talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> no, me too. It, Paul. We, we, we're both creative guys. And, you know, in the moment lately, it seems to be more about um, what you can create and, and the, the feeling that you can put into whatever you're doing is the most important thing. So now this song that we're going to play at the end of this set, Billy, Safe Within the Storm, is this a, a new arrangement, new recording of it? No, you know, Paul, I only... It was such an emotional tune for me that honestly, I never recorded it in the studio. What we're going to play for people is the only recording that that I ever did of this tune, which is a live recording. It's pretty darn, you know clear for a live recording Mm -hmm. and the emotion behind it is is really fitting when you think of again these people that show up to their job every day and they're they're risking everything to help other people and i i find that like to be super you know inspirational and motivational and um yeah, so that's where the tune connects with the current uh, situation, and you know, I I I we I worked with a great videographer um, on a, a, a video of this piece, and um, we 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 shared it, uh, you know, back in like you know April, and people really clicked hmm. with it. Mark Mark Ellis. Okay. who is a, 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 a longtime guitar buddy and guitar student of mine and just a super talented guy. So if people enjoy the piece when you play it, if they want to look up Safe Within the Storm on the Billy McLaughlin you know, YouTube thing, they could, they could kind of get the big picture. And there is a uh, donation mechanism that will go towards some group uh, supporting yeah. these the healthcare workers. Yeah, we we decided at the end to recommend that people think about uh, contributing to the the CDC, mm-hmm. uh, and that they had the biggest kind of network of trying to support hospitals across the country. And what does that stand so there's for? Information what? at the end of the video. What does on that? How you can help. What does that uh, those initials stand for? The CDC is the Center for uh, Disease Control. Oh, the, the or, national one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's 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 the big um, the big one, 
And so all that information is is going to be visible if if people you know kind of catch on to this and want to watch the video. They can they can do a little research on their own. That's fantastic. Right? Now, Billy, have you been doing any live streams? Paul, that is a great subject we could go on and on about. Um, we're just getting ready to launch our holiday because Billy Mac has has had 20 years now of doing these really awesome, wonderful Christmas shows, and we're limited on how many people can come um, by state mandate. You can only, you know, do 25% capacity, and we're even finding that some people just would rather be home. Yeah. So, yes. Um, we, we put together a full video, uh, rig that we're going to be always including a live stream element to everything that we do coming up That's here fantastic. this fall. We've got yep. Billy McLaughlin on the line for the whole show. We are going to play his song safe within the storm. And, uh, he's, uh, encouraging people to uh, contribute some money to the CDC, uh, and, and I'm I'm excited to hear it. I listened to it uh, before I got to the station, but uh, Billy, I also want to say we'll talk about it more as the show goes on. Apart from you being a phenomenal guitar player, you are a damn good singer as well. So we've got Billy McLaughlin coming up, and this is his song "Safe Within the Storm." We'll have him on for the whole show tonight on the Wall of Power Radio. Life can be taken away Without reason, without warning And innocent lives will be changed By these winds of These uncertain school schedules caused by COVID will affect our kids for life. Isolation leads to stunted social skills, depression, and anxiety. On top of that, parents are telling us it's wreaking havoc on their workday. That's why School of Rock Eden Prairie is offering weekday camps for grades 4 through 12. Join us once or twice a week for a day of music programming and quiet space where your student can complete their academic schoolwork. Small groups of five students enjoy instructor-led jam sessions, learn to play instruments, learn how to play by ear, write and record their own songs, and play lighthearted games like Name That Tune, Musical Trivial Pursuit, and Rock Band Pictionary. No music experience is required to participate. Details, pricing, and our COVID precautions are at edenprairie.schoolofrock.com. Click on the Eden Prairie Weekday Camps in the red banner. That's edenprairie.schoolofrock.com. You can also find the direct link on am950radio.com. Or, if you prefer, give us a call, 952-934-ROCK. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. On the show for the whole night tonight, my old buddy, Billy McLaughlin, one of the best acoustic guitar players in the state of Minnesota and the country. And uh, 
he is promoting a new tune that's an old song uh, on a video that is in tune with his COVID times called Safe Within the Storm. Billy, you've got a, a real, uh, besides your guitar chops, which are phenomenal, you've got a real great folk background. Uh, so who were you listening to when when the young Billy was just starting to bang on the guitar and learn learn songs? Oh, gosh. Paul, if you remember, you know, acoustic guitar was the thing in the late 60s and 70s. Right. So it was everyone from Paul Simon and James Taylor and Michael Johnson. Oh, Michael, yeah. Ma- East, Michael J. Yeah, he was I so good. loved him so much and appreciated the artistry that he brought to a role that, you know, if you're kind of a hotshot guitar player, sometimes you just want to play the guitar and not sing. But mm-hmm. he he found a way to be so good on his guitar parts behind his singing. It's, it's an art form of, of accompaniment that... You know, he really embodies it in the same way that James Taylor and Paul Simon do. Exactly. So, and, and well, I just well, and Michael Johnson, of course, uh, studied classical guitar. He might have even taken a master class with Andre Segovia, but he played on a yep. nylon string guitar and mm-hmm. uh, just was a phenomenal fingerstyle player and of course kind of came of age into our consciousness uh, with with our mutual hero Leo Kotke about that same time in the early 1970s. Yeah. And he was a great great singer too. Yes, he he was. And and I consider both Michael Johnson and Leo Kotke who had real roots here in Minnesota as did John Denver, by the way. Yeah, right. And I don't care what you think about John Denver, but oh, he wrote some great tunes. He his music touched a lot of people, you know, and and so this idea that that a guy with a guitar can get out there and have an effect on people that's and the storytelling John Denver, Michael Johnson, Leo Kotke, all with roots here in Minnesota gave me the confidence to to say, hey, you know, maybe maybe I could do a little, you know, of my own guitar playing and songwriting and and find an audience, which is the biggest thing that you have to do. <laughs> right. And and then it's a lot about being honest and sharing you know, from your heart. Um, I, I've never been sucked in, and Paul, you're kind of one of these guys too. Like, would we would we love to have a big hit or something? Yes, it'd be wonderful. But you know what? We're not going to start writing a song thinking that way. Right. We're going to write the song the way it needs to be written and then let go of it. And if it, if it becomes Funky Town or something, like, you know, right. you just never know. And and so I think a lot of a lot of players like you and me, we just understand that if we're lucky, you know, um, 
if people notice what we're doing, then then we're pretty lucky. Well, you know, getting the big hit always out of reach for for, for not just guys like us, just about everybody. Um, I uh, I'd li- I'm proud to you know to admit that most of all of my records, and I put out my first record with Cats of the Stars in '82, my first yeah. solo record, uh, Paper Tigers in '84, but they've all now, after years of being sold in their original format, vinyl, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, and then they you know uh, digitally and whatever, but they've all all my records, Billy, have bound linoleum. Right. <laughs> People. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People go, what's linoleum, Mets? And I go, that means it's been bought by someone other than a blood relative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. And, Paul, I do remember the first time I ever heard you play with, with the group was down, remember the old, like, River Place, mm-hmm. outdoor Oh, stuff yeah, and, they, they had some great shows down there. Yeah, and Cities 97 kind of sponsored a bunch of national people to come in yeah. here and there. You open. I, I, I can't remember. might have been, um, well, I can't remember, but but it was, you know, it was packed yeah. down there. Oh, and and that's a, what we both miss. Right, and it was right on the river, I mean, the Mississippi oh, River. It might have been Sean Colvin who you opened for yeah, or something. Or Tracy Chapman. Maybe. Somebody like that. Yeah. I'd have to go back in my archives. I'd little yeah. bit, I got to go back to, um, because I'm, I'm a, uh, a little literal storage house of useless and pointless knowledge. <laughs> John Denver, uh, spent some time in a diner. His name before he changed to Denver was John Deutschendorf. And then yep. uh, his great song, Annie's Song, that was a woman, his, uh, I'm not sure if they get married or not, but one of the loves of his life, that was a, a student at Gustavus Adolphus College. Yep. So there's a yep. little uh, John Denver, Minnesota trivia for you out there in the Wall of Power Radio Land with uh, my fellow Minnesota guitarist, Billy McLaughlin. Now we're, we're going to listen to a really interesting arrangement of an old uh gospel and blues tune called the gospel plow that uh, i believe dylan recorded this on his very first record so tell us about your version billy well um you know a a classic gospel tune can be done a million different ways as you know Mm -hmm. and if you if you get inspired enough to take an old piece, older piece, and maybe go like a completely different direction with it, which is what I think we did. And I'm so happy that uh, I, I would have the kind of help that I have within my group and special guests, Benji Fleming, who was in Monroe Crossing for a long time, has a real signature banjo style that you just don't find anywhere. Um it's very uh, unique, and and he jumped into this. And Laura McKenzie on whistle, and Heather Garborg Moen um, playing fiddle, and the gals are all singing. And I, I just love how it turned out. Let's listen to the gospel plow by my guest Billy McLaughlin. We'll be on with Billy for the rest of the show now. The Wall of Power. One day for to hear the 
them shout and pray Oh, to hear the preacher plow The gospel plow Hold on, hold on Keep your hand on the plow And you hold right on The preacher said I must repent So right down the aisle I went Keep your hand on the plow And you hold right on Hold on, hold on, keep your hand on the plow and you hold right on. This is your host, Paul Metzer. We just heard a, a beautiful song by my guest, Billy McLaughlin, When the Rain Comes Down. Mr. McLaughlin, tell us a little bit about that tune. Oh, it's very personal. Um, I, uh, I guess, Paul, when we're at our best as songwriters, we're, we're sharing what's been going on in our life, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, um, I have this condition called dystonia, and it's not something I want anyone else to have to deal with, but I deal with it, and through dealing with it, I, I, I would travel. Um, tell Billy, before you, before you get into it, tell people uh-huh. what dystonia actually is. Okay, dystonia is the third most common even though you may have never heard of it, it's the third most com- common movement disorder. And it can affect people. Uh, for me, it affects one of my hands, um, but other people might get it in their vocal cords. They might get it in their neck. They might get it throughout their entire body um, and be misdiagnosed as having cerebral palsy. It's, it's, it's a really life-changing um, disorder when you have to deal with it. And it, it really shut me down, Paul. Um, oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And, but, but here's the other interesting thing, too, is that it, every time, you know, something like that happens. So I, I'm singing in that song that people just heard about um, getting a phone call that delivered some sad news about a friend of mine who I was deeply in love with, who I met because of dystonia. Hmm. You know, it's like, like, how do you plan that? You don't plan that. You just walk the walk that you're, you know, kind of living with in your life. Let God shuffle the cards, right? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. 
And and her dystonia didn't um, it wasn't the cause of her. She she happened to drown in the Guadalupe River down oh, in man. Texas where she lived. And yeah, but you know sometimes and it, it, that was like four years ago, Paul. It took me until this last year to really be able to put the words to the experience and. Music can make us better. We, we it can help us heal. It can help us learn. It can help us be more honest. And so that's what that tune is all about. Well, speaking of learning, Billy, here's the incredible thing. And uh, you know, I've been listening to you uh, since the mid 1980s, and then when we were both booked by the incredible Kevin Daly at Proton oh, Productions. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you were an amazing. Uh, guitar player, and you had, you know, a thing called tapping that uh, Michael Hedges, and there's just uh, only a couple other guys that were really good at it. But then you had to, because of your dystonia, had to actually relearn how to play the guitar left-handed. I am bowing (laughs) down because I am not worthy right now in the studio. I am bowing down to you, Billy McLaughlin. That was, how long did that process take? Well, you know, I think it took six years from the time I finally, you know, really put my mind to it until I, I played a, a, a public show, which of course, Paul, as you know, your music, you need to prepare your music, but at some point you have to break through that thing of like, I, I can play this for myself in my basement, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you have to make the shift that you're going to share it publicly. Right. So it took me a long time to kind of get over my own fear. And believe me, uh, the interesting thing about like that last tune, I was playing right-handed, but I only have two fingers that I can really use to play some of the chords. Hmm. When it comes to playing a full melody and a tapping piece on the neck of the guitar, I can only do that left-handed. Hmm. So I've never put out an ambidextrous project until this new one. Oh, I love it. I love theater. it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it it's not the important thing is that the music makes people feel something. It doesn't matter how you deliver it in a way. What's important is you're, you're giving people good, um, lyrics, good melodies, clear, you know, recording production, you know, tr- trying to get the music to come alive. Billy, I got to ask you, when you mm-hmm. started to really realize what your problem was, and I'm sure it took a while for your doctors to say this is dystonia when you were having problems playing, how long, first of all, did the depression last? How hard was it the first time you tried to play guitar left-handed? And then thirdly, how did you feel the first time you knew you were getting a handle on it? Well, dystonia, again, most people haven't ever heard that word, Paul, and I'd never heard it. I thought it was a country. Right. Or a town a town that the Flintstones live in. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a, a, a country somewhere, and and it's not. It's a. It's not psychological. It is a malfunction 
of the control centers in your brain trying to talk to your muscles. And it took me three years to get diagnosed. And I had done everything you could imagine real quickly. No caffeine, no alcohol, no sugar. No, I mean, like I changed my diet because I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And none of that worked. And I did acupuncture and uh, rolfing and all kinds of different, uh, you know, attempts to, to get my hand to move like it always did. I never had to worry about playing, you know, I would go out and do 50 cities booked by Kevin Daly, come home for two weeks and go back and do 50 again. Right. You know, never a problem. But so <clears throat> it was on one of those tours that where things started to go wrong. And it's really within the, the solo guitar thing, Paul, when you're not singing, you, the precision that, your fans expect from you is what they're paying. They mm-hmm. want to come and hear you do something that nobody else can do. Right. And for me to start to lose it and have audiences go, Oh boy, he's having an off night. Right. I never had an off night until this thing started happening. Right. And then you just kind of shrink down. And yeah, so it took, I think even though it took three years to get the diagnosis, Getting the diagnosis and being able to wrap your head around that you're not going crazy. I had plenty of orthopedic hand people say, Billy, there's nothing wrong with your hand. Man. And I'm like, yeah, there is. <laughs> and when I find here's a tape, here's a tape, here's a tape of my last show, you know. Yeah. When <laughs> I tell me who works with people from the Minnesota Orchestra and from the St. Paul Chamber, she took one look and she said, oh, you have, you have hand dystonia. Hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, Let's give her a shout so out. What was her name? Let's give her a shout out. That's Janine, Dr. Janine Spear. Oh, I right. love her to death. She's retired now. She's just... One of those knowledgeable and compassionate, interested in, in, you know, not everybody's interested in in a musician as an athlete, but really, truly, Paul, especially classical players are like micro athletes. Oh, absolutely. Everything has to work perfectly from the brain to the hand through the nerves. Everything has to talk, and she has a passion for that. So Dr. Janine Spear, you know, diagnosed me. Of course, I walked out and said, no. Right. I went into denial, and I went to the Mayo Clinic about six months later, and they said, she nailed it. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, Billy, great idea. Get a second opinion. But the truth is, she nailed it. You've got focal hand dystonia so it's still as bad as ever paul but um you know on this new record that i'm i'm in the midst of and you've been featuring thank you for sharing some of my music anytime anytime it's not really even finished but but i do have four uh guitar pieces with no singing that really put me 
in that same position. And, and I love it. I, I love playing the guitar and letting people hear it by itself. Yeah. Still, I still have a passion to play instrumental music. And you, and you were one of the first guys that really got out of the whole looping thing as well. Well, honestly, no, I was never a looping guy. I was a tapping guy. And part of that... It sounded like looping. It does sound... <laughs> right. You're, you're exactly right. But the truth is, um, I was never good at that. I tried the looping thing for just... A, I never recorded anything with loops. It was always one guitar, one take, get it right. But, um, but there is sort of an effect that this approach to playing the guitar where both hands are up on the fretboard, it creates some of that um, concept, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, little, it's a little bit misleading, and that's kind of part of the fun thing about playing that way is that most people just haven't really experienced it. They're... they're they know the acoustic guitar, you know, take it easy, right. take it easy. They want, you know, that's the normal way of playing the guitar. Right? right. So when you stop singing and you start letting the guitar do its thing, it's a lot of fun. We've I got, love it. We've got Billy McLaughlin on the show. We've got one more set with him. And uh, we're going to talk about in the fourth set, uh, number one, what his... Dystonia had to do with the fact that he also uh, had a really hard time with his playing before he switched over to playing left hand. What it did do is work scene, and we're going to talk about the work scene. And right now we're in September 2020, and what that that looks like. We'll be right back. These uncertain school schedules caused by COVID will affect our kids for life. Isolation leads to stunted social skills, depression, and anxiety. On top of that, parents are telling us it's wreaking havoc on their workday. That's why School of Rock Eden Prairie is offering weekday camps for grades 4 through 12. Join us once or twice a week for a day of music programming and quiet space where your student can complete their academic schoolwork. Small groups of five students enjoy instructor-led jam sessions, learn to play instruments, learn how to play by ear, Write and record their own songs and play lighthearted games like Name That Tune, Musical Trivial Pursuit, and Rock Band Pictionary. No music experience is required to participate. Details, pricing, and our COVID precautions are at edenprairie.schoolofrock.com. Click on the Eden Prairie Weekday Camps in the red banner. That's edenprairie.schoolofrock.com. You can also find the direct link on am950radio.com. Or, if you prefer, give us a call, 952-934-ROCK.
Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour, set four. This is your host, Paul Metz. My guest for the whole show tonight, my old buddy, Billy McLaughlin. We just heard uh, a song he recently recorded called Billy Brinkmaster. Billy, tell us about this. Now you're playing left-handed guitar on this one. That Listen, that's, that's how it showed up in the email. Yeah, so the tune actually is Back from the Brink. And when I couldn't play Paul... Um, and before I really got into the the journey of, of trying to retrain myself left-handed, I felt like I was standing on the edge of, like, falling into the dark mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, you know. And music is that light that shines, you know, to all of us and that we want to share. So I... I was at the brink of kind of going into the dark and that piece that you just played, thank you for sharing that is it's just one guitar with me playing, you know, all, all of it up on the neck of the guitar, which is, you know, it's confusing to hear it without being able to see it, but Mm -hmm. um, it's a fun way to play. And I'm, I'm really now playing left-handed in, in fact, you know, people say, hey, do you ever dream like you're doing a concert? And if you are doing a concert, are you back playing right-handed? No. <laughs> when I dream about that I'm on stage, I'm always playing left-handed, and I can't find my tuner. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody has. When I back when I used to, when I was in high school, I used to have a... Uh, I was a weekend DJ on WHLB in my hometown of Virginia, Minnesota. They they used to refer to as We Have Lousy Broadcasting, but it was actually a pretty cool little AM station. And I used I used to have to be get there at five because we'd sent the feed to both Ely and Hibbing, and then my show I did uh, six AM till noon. And my dreams would be I would be sitting at the console and I couldn't get the volume up on my microphone. Oh. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think we all have I that. Know. No matter what your uh, your your profession life, as you have those 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 dreams like that, where it's just things aren't working out. Yeah, that's you know, that's real life though for yeah. creative people who are on the spot. You were on for six hours every yeah. day. Oh yeah, what well, was great? Oh, I got yeah. to play. I used to call myself the Sunshine Boy, and uh, <laughs> wait, but it was back then DJs could pick their own music. So I would play, you know, I'd play my polkas, you know, I was on the Iron Range, but I'd also play Joni Mitchell and Leo Kotke mm. and the Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan, then some more, pol- cool. then some more polkas. And, you know, it worked How out cool really well. That? It worked out really well. How cool is that? Hey, Billy, That's I got to ask you. So yep. when you finally, so you do several years, you're finally getting a handle on playing left-handed. Uh-huh. How, what what did that moment feel like when you said, all right, I'm ready to book my first gig. Well, there was so much synchronicity about the first show that I did as a left-handed guitar player because I was I was being followed by a documentary team led by uh, Minnesota gal Louise Worley and uh, and Suzanne Jerba, who was the director. That they they were following me to try to see you know, if I could actually pull it off. And in the midst of that documentary following me, it made sense that the end of the documentary would be Billy walking out to play. 
Yeah. Well, interestingly, Paul, Janine Spear, Dr. Spear, and the other experts at Mayo said, Billy, you know, if you do succeed in 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 retraining to play left-handed, the bad news is that most people that have dystonia, it's going to migrate to the other hand. Oh. Okay. And 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 they and so their recommendation was, Billy, if there's anything you want to do with your music, if you get going left-handed, do it right away. And my mm. big dream, having gone to a, a wonderful music school at Southern Cal, at, I went to USC, Southern Cal, huge orchestra department. Never did they collaborate with the guitar players, mm-hmm. <laughs> the orchestra. Never did anything with the guitar players. So the first night that I walked out, Paul, to play left-handed in public, I had a 21-piece chamber orchestra. Fantastic. And we filmed the whole thing. My buddy Dave Taylor, who has been with WWE for years, brought all the WWE guys up after a, one of the, the big uh, WrestleMania nights or whatever, they had a little window. And we put on um, what I think is, you know, a, pretty much a, a landmark night um, that we have available on DVD. And it, Paul, you just never know right. how things are going to shake out. And people make the difference. People contribute, people collaborate, people are so giving. I've been so lucky to have these kind of people in my life that say, oh, we should shoot that whole thing with 19 cameras. (laughs) I'm going like, I can't afford that. And he goes, you don't have to. I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's (laughs) nice. you, You just shake your head, Paul, at the ability for human beings to make a difference for each other. And I think that's part of what is very timely now is is how how do we help each other you know (laughs) and i pick music because it's a great way to realize my my life purpose is to love people and and i have i have music that can give me that that uh that pathway that that highway to share with a lot of people, you know, and I'm really lucky. I feel like, you know, I've tried to stay true to my dreams. Well, and you have Billy McLaughlin. Uh, it's such a pleasure getting caught up with you again. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. You can see a lot of Billy stuff on YouTube. Uh, spell your name for the people out there so they can track down this new record and whatever else <clears throat> is happening in the uh, world and life of Billy McLaughlin. Sure. McLaughlin is M-C and then the word laugh, capital L-A-U-G-H, like McLaugh, mm-hmm. and then L-I-N at the end, McLaughlin, I guess you could say. 
Beautiful. Well, Billy, thank you for your time this evening. Uh, I'm reminded of that beautiful song, Music is Love, by David Crosby, off his beautiful oh. record, If I Could Only Remember My Name. Billy, I want to. I look forward to seeing you in person here when we can socially distance and elbow bump over a fire pit. And I want to wish you the absolute best. And uh, it's always a pleasure getting caught up with you, my friend. Thanks. It's been my pleasure, too, Paul. I always look forward to spending time with you. All right, brother. You have a great rest of the weekend. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Patrick's Lilia, and we'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Billy Glofflin. It was just a great fun to get caught up with him. Follow what I've got going on at paulmetza.com. My new record's coming out here in just about a week or two. I'm re-releasing Whistling Past the Graveyard that I Put out in 1992, produced by Bucky Baxter, who was playing Bob Dylan at the time. It features Gary Talent from Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band on bass, and George Marinelli, who's been playing guitar with Bonnie Raitt for 25 years. With some great bonus tracks, check it out at paulmetzo.com. Hope everybody's doing well out there. And like my dad used to tell me every day, remember to be kind and make someone happy. <laughs>